Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Good, because we're recording. I mean it this time. Hey, before we begin, it's time for the regular pre-roll mention of our good friends of the podcast. Big shout out to Gooder Sunglasses, the best value for your eyes, style, and smile. I come up with these slogans every time. They don't Do send you? me this stuff. No. Just released all new Mach G's. Super cool style. These shades, and this is coming from them, though. This is pre this is their their slogan. These shades will make make you feel like you're buzzing the tower in a fighter jet at 1,544 miles per hour. <laughs> <laughs> I just ordered a pair myself, and I cannot wait. I had a pair earlier, but like a true moron with gigantic feet, I stepped on them, and I broke them. <laughs> did you? I did. I broke them. <laughs> I broke them on a camping trip, and I, they were the pre-release ones, and I stepped on them and broke them. And I was I was very sad. Way to go, Charlie Brown. Yeah. Fuck, yeah. <laughs> and so I cannot wait. I uh, And uh, the good news is it was only 35 bucks, though, that stepping on my glasses. So um, someday I'm going to be like a true pro and just go, you know, be climbing a hill and throw my glasses off and someone would be like oh my god that guy's so cool he threw off his glasses not telling him that I, they only cost me 25 bucks uh name another thing in cycling that you can quickly replace for that cheap not many things right tubes stuff like that but uh, be sure and check out their line at gooder.com also big thanks to scratch labs real ingredients that the body needs oh and they friggin powered the winner of the most recent criterium dopine so uh check them out at scratchlabs.com let's do this technically it's an empty nester podcast it's because mm-hmm. we both are yeah. you know what's weird me out i have my notes up on my screen but my green light shows that Jackson can see me looking at the computer, reading my notes, and drinking beer. Hmm. It's kind of messed up. All I'm seeing is looking from your You're really quiet, so try that again, Jackson. Uh, all I can see from my end is you uh, looking in the bifocal of your glasses. <laughs> so I'm looking up. So you're looking at my nose hair is what you're saying. Party favors. Exactly. <laughs> Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the podcast for all things Two Wheels. Sure, we talk about races that are hard to pronounce and riders that are even harder to pronounce, but we also talk about gear, beer, and cheer. I swear to God, these things just come to me and I I just, I write them down. 
In the studio with me is the man himself, a guy who was nowhere near a camera right now, and that's a good, <laughs> safe thing. Let's welcome Mr. Paul Main. Paul, how are you? Hello, Pat. And on the phone is Nightwing himself, pretty sure the only one who's writing consistently these days. How are you, dude? I'm good. Yeah, in a different place, but I'm not gone. Portland, Oregon. Um, how many people, when you were telling them where you were going, told you to stay away from the riots? Um, too many to count on both hands. <laughs> Every call from a grandparent or a or a like a store clerk was saying, "Watch out for those riots." And then in my mind, I was thinking, well, thank you very much. I'm hoping to... Yeah. <laughs> hey, on, on another note, no shit. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Um, so just so everybody knows, yes, you're in Portland, Oregon, and the entire town is not aflame. No. No. Um, so you guys, let's, let's start fluffy. It has been... To say there's a little bit going on in the world of cycling, can we all agree would be one of the biggest fucking understatements of the year oh yeah yeah um so i want to start fluffy what is there to train for now the dog days of summer are here this is usually the time of year when you've had a pretty good race calendar in you or you've you've trained for your big event and you've completed it and things like that and now you kind of just start to slip a little bit going and and then some asshole says cross is coming and 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 all that kind of stuff um but we haven't had a whole lot to train for anyway. Um, is there anything left on the horizon for anybody in this in this circle of, of conversation? Paul? Um, <laughs> You're like, shit. I was thinking about that. I'm going to go find that ride. camera. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to head out that way, but I didn't. Um, <laughs> but on Sunday's ride, I was thinking, I wonder if the Coeur d'Alene Grand Fonda is still going to happen. Have it, you heard? It is, but it is... I think it is a virtual DIY thing. Oh, is it? Yeah. Ah, we I could think. do that. We could make up our own. I think. I think I'd, I'd have so to. So they look won't it up. need an announcer. No, they don't need an announcer, which technically means I could write it. Mm-hmm. Wow. So let me look it up. So um, that—that's all I was thinking. I was thinking that could be. That's usually the second to last week in September. Yeah. So that's not a, too far away. Um. I have to look to see what race I'd be missing on TV, if it's worth it. <laughs> so, <laughs> let me see. I'm clicking on. It says September nineteenth, twenty twenty. Um, that's September nineteenth. Okay. Yeah. Uh, there's it, any race. It, race Tour information. Tour de France goes. That's the second to last day of Tour de France on the nineteenth. Packet pickup, socially distant pickup, drive-through style. September 18th, pasta feed pending might be canceled. 19th. What's that, Jay? I was going to say pasta feed might take a bit. Plenty of sneeze guards. Um, Start times with social distance protocol. Hmm. Um, Grand Fondo starts at 720. Medio, they have the full distances. Um, I bet there's not a huge celebration at the finish. Or they're cheating on me and they found somebody else that has a... Oh, younger, hipper. I'm sorry. I brought that up. Has is better shaped than me and looks and better. doesn't call it the ube tubes. The ube tubes. Uber tubers. <laughs> and the used tubes. Yeah. Jackson, do you have anything left to look um, forward to in your in your young life? Is this it? 
this is <laughs> exactly what I'm sitting with. Where I'm sitting right now is is what I'm expecting for the rest of my life. Uh, no, but <laughs> I think um, today on my ride, I was thinking, man, time to get time to get ready for Zwift races. The, the way things are going. Um, but uh, I'm I've got I've got on my mind. Hopefully next summer or uh, some sort of early to late spring type of races. I'm in training mode now. I'm thinking I got to go next year. I got to think big. <laughs> really? So you and I chatted a little bit about it. And I'm going to, I don't know if I'm putting you on the spot by mentioning this, but about like, it's, you've, you've talked about the, and I don't want to say the alternative calendar, even though I say the alternative calendar, you've always kind of found yourself attracted to those style of rides or races. And that um, we talked about, dude, it's time to just start putting your name into the lottery. Um, can we get any pre-2021 commitments from you or are you just too much into this I don't know school and grades and graduation <laughs> and fucking stupid stuff like that exactly um, you know I don't know I'm I would love the opportunity to do it but like you were just saying you know school's kind of been a a big thing that kind of takes things over um, yeah. if, I had, if I had some time in the summer which I hopefully do um you know, I'd love to do those things. Like, like I've always said, I think uh, like a like a Kanzo or a Belgian waffle would be something that's kind of interesting. But you know, we we could put our names in the hat and see what happens. That's a so to answer your question, that's a hard maybe. <laughs> Kids these days, they can't commit. They can't commit. Um, I'm I'm sitting here thinking about what to do. I didn't think about that Cordofondo. Now that they probably don't have a big finish night finish line celebration, Which I could was probably October ride Fest, it. Wasn't, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, I could technically ride it. Mm-hmm. So I'll, I'll have to think about that. Do I want to? How much? I don't know. How much is it? God, I don't know. Yeah. Eighty but, bucks, ninety bucks. I think that, it was. Last it's year. got me thinking about it, but it's also. But I, is ooh, it going to be that know. expensive if there's no party afterwards? I doubt it. I'm trying to. I, I, it's weird looking shit it's up like a while dollar, I'm dollar a mile. Yeah. <laughs> uh, registration fee includes packet pickup. I'm just this is really bad podcast technique when I don't really technically have my information down and I'm trying to find it as I'm looking. Um, I don't know. Um, so Isaac and the people be- behind the uh, uh Fondo, let us know what the plan is, and and I will brag that up on the next show, if uh, if we're not too busy talking about oh I don't know a little little three week John around France. Um, <laughs> I personally am trying to think of ways to keep going. I've got I stood on the scale today, and I'm I gained a pound this weekend, even though Jackson and I did a a pretty ugly ugly ride, but I did eat. At McDonald's twice this weekend. Oh. I, I ate at McDonald's oh. twice this weekend, and I'm still trying to get over it. I, I just don't have the pipes that those kids do, you know, and they can eat it and just be like, I'm good. <laughs> Took a shit an hour later, and everything's fine. <laughs> uh, so I, I'm still feeling that. But I, I want to get down below two, 200. Um, I, I want to get that. So I got five technical pounds to go. When I say technical, I'm, I mean six. But um, <laughs> So I'd like to do that, and I'd like to, like you said, Jackson, I'd like to kind of carry it through um, and see where we can go with this. So, um, so in other words, none of us really have anything is what we're saying. No. No, I don't. Shit. 
Okay. Well, and um, with that being such an incredibly uh, dominating intro to the show, let's start with the news, shall we? This has been the week to... This has just been 2020 continuing on in the cycling world. Let's start with the body count, shall we? The body count. For those of you paying attention to road cycling and the fact that the UCI calendar and the world tour has continued, um, it, 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 you'd be really excited. And I saw a meme the other day, which was a, 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 just a complete trash picture of Goldie Hawn staring at a laptop. And, and, and you know, Goldie Hawn was great. It still is great at just her. She's completely worn out. She's staring at a computer. And, and, the, and the meme caption was me after watching 25 races in a row. <laughs> <laughs> online and and, she, and I think she said I need some help and that's what it has been so for those of us watching bike races it's been great for those of us who care about bike racers it's been an absolute shit show and to start with uh, Remco Evenepoel crashing into what they call a low wall at the top of a bridge flung over the side falling about 30 feet into a deep ravine with about 55k remaining in the Lombardia fractured his pelvis and um, I've received multiple different terms describing the lung damage, he said. I've heard punctured, I've heard lacerated, I've heard injured, things like that. But something's wrong with one of his lungs. The, the diagnosis is uh, six weeks, very likely bed rest. In other words, 2020 is over. Um, and in other words, also, hey, guess who must have picked him to win a Lombardia? <laughs> we all did, though. <laughs> did, did yeah, yeah. I'm taking blame for it. All right. And I'm not going to pick. I'm going Costanza on the next races. I'm just going to pick people who I, I don't really care for and just see what happens. And, and, and everything will be great. So um, also on top of that, I, I'm truly sorry for, for Remco Venable. I'm so happy that he's going to be okay. And I'm sure everybody echoes that that statement um on top of that max uh, shockman from bora hensgrove um hit by a car or did he hit the car i i the, go she was not part of the race yeah. she got onto the course and he was trying to i think pass on the left and she like cut yeah. i think she might have realized kind of looking at it like not to she be realized, sexist but was it a she yes it was okay, an older it was, lady it was, okay. and she okay. looked quite like very sad oh, <laughs> yeah. what she did horrified <laughs> yeah she felt terrible but uh yeah and so cut in front of him and he oh, he my uh, God. hit the back end of the car yeah. it, uh, i heard it ended up pretty poorly too for his physical state as well yeah broken collarbone collarbone yeah, yeah. um still finished got up and finished i have two questions for that number one um what the hell's going on with the UCI, where we have these instances, we have horrible barriers at the Tour of Poland. We have um, what I understood um, are, are some really, really shitty course uh, designs and really dangerous conditions. But that's my first question. And my second question is watching these races throughout my entire life, how the hell hasn't this happened more often? Mm-hmm. They're just, they're not, it's not like the entire course is roped off. You're people, talking about the car. People could back in out into the road at any given point in time. Now I've heard Italy has probably the worst when it comes to pro races as controlling traffic and stuff. Really? Yeah. Um, or road furniture; it's not well marked or any kind of protection. I just heard that, like in the last couple of weeks, as people chat about it. Um, 
of of the bigger nations. I mean, I'm sure if there's like the run of on Palouse didn't probably do a very good job of marking. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. But as a pro race, there's um, they're not very good. In the tour, they have little signs they put up, like symbolizing road furniture. Of, yeah, you know that type of the thing. The gendarmes with the arrow flags going beep. Yeah, beep. yeah, and they do, and they have signs prior to. But if you read any race rules and and uh, U, uh, USAC and also UCI, it is up to the racer, and I agree with this to know your course. You you got to. With with uh, Remco, his situation is he studied that course. He knew that corner was there. He just was trying to follow the wrong wheel, which was nibbly. Who knows really how to descend? So, I mean, you, that's part of racing. Here's my take on everything. Part of racing is descending also. I mean, there is, that race has been going, uh, Lombardi has been going, I think, 1906. Um, they've been using the same roads. Some people do get hurt on that. Um, but anyway, yeah, I, I, it, it's terrible. You don't want to see it. And I was watching it live when it happened, and I'm like, oh. I think that's Remco. I was telling Dismount, I think that's Remco. And, of course, they, you know, somebody went off the – Yeah. And sure enough, it was. I will say something I did see today on uh, – I was watching, like, a racing news show, and um, that bridge that Remco went over was pretty notorious for crashes um, throughout the years. And uh, something that Dan Mar- Martin tweeted on, uh, obviously, Twitter uh, – <laughs> yeah uh he goes that bridge every year really which which to me almost seems like i don't like yes i do i do see like the tradition there um with keeping it in the same roads but we also i guess have to keep in mind like the safety of these riders you know like the example when it comes to the tour of poland like that downhill finish and yeah. with the barriers being so weak and him just blowing them apart it's like like yes, you do need to know your course, and I very much agree with that. But at the same time, I think it also need we also need to take into consideration like what these riders could eventually like end up as. And we're I mean with Remco and uh, I forget his name, Tour Poland uh, rider Jakobsen. Um, Jakobsen, yeah, yeah. It's just I guess we're kind of seeing like we're we're seeing what can't like the worst case scenario, of course. But I think we also just. Need Iteration, I think I think what I said to you, Jackson, I think when we were on our ride was um, think about the early stages of the tour where you're usually prone to so many more crashes because you've got so many people so amped up and so anxious about getting a result because most people in the tour know that, hey, in two and a half weeks, I'm going to be completely shredded. My team isn't going to be around, and we got to get these results. We got to get something to to give us our budget justification for the next year, or me a contract for next year, something like that. Um, I think this season is that mentality. We're finally at a season. We've got what ninety, a hundred, you know, one hundred and twenty days tops. Not even that mm-hmm. to get this entire season over with. If I don't get my results, I'm not putting food on my plate on my table for the for the year my contracts up at the end of this year holy shit you know i gotta go 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 and i think all these guys are just going balls out now that could be number one of my theory theoretical excuses number two is because they haven't raced that they might be just a little off their game would could i mean am i being 
am I being a, an asshole by saying a, one of the top pros in the world might not be 100% on top of their game? And I'm not blaming Eventipol, you know, at all. Well, well I, I think you're on to something there, but, I mean, we could bring it back to, like, if you think about even local racing, how people are sketchy at first. You train... Yeah. You train with if you train in a group, which these guys most of them haven't been training in a group. The only time they've been training with is by themselves, depending on what country they're in. Um, and it doesn't matter how much experience you have, you start doing those speeds, and it's you, everybody knows race speeds faster than whatever you can do on a training, especially solo. Yeah. Now you got centimeters of space between bars. Um, you know, and in my take on it. It's great with all this new technology. These bikes are bloody fast. They break really well. They do, I mean, everything's on top of it. That means our speeds are higher. So crashes are not as benign as they used to be because the speeds have increased, you know, on descents. Um, in the heyday, when think about Modolo speedy brake brakes. Hey, I still got a set of those, man. We're going to lose. Bike. Uh, <laughs> they should not be on a bike. Those but cork pads were so cool. Looking. They were cool looking. That's really people squeaky, bought them. though. Yeah, and <laughs> didn't stop. But you know, that's that's. I think we got uh, several things, and that's. I don't know about you, but in the later in the season when you're racing, your mind slows way down. Your speeds, you know, doing crits, and you're pushing you know, 27 to 30 miles an hour and stuff, and you're hitting corners and you're bumping, your mind's so slow yeah. at that. I mean, it's like walking at that time. <laughs> beginning of the, you know, at that period, you know, you, you do it so often. The beginning of the season, it's that first initial in the corner, 27, 30 miles an hour, and you hit somebody and you get that <laughs> little, oh, yeah. And I think we might be experiencing that even with pros. And, you know, because think about it, these guys haven't raced some of them since March. Yeah. So, and it is a contract month. Yeah. I'd, I'd uh, August 1st is where the contracts are opened up. So we've got Eventipol. We've got Shackman, <coughs> Max Shockman down. We've got Primus Rodzlik, who was leading the Dauphine. Um, pretty, you know, pretty bad crash. Looked like some sort of a mild concussion in my book. The way he was... Days, the way he sat down into in his in his team car for a second, and then immediately kind of snapped out of it, got up on and rode off on his bike. Um, and I'm, I'm going to just list even more. Nairo Quintana dropped out of the last stage because of knee problems. Uh, Egan Bernal back problems. Uh, Froome and Thomas. Who Nowhere. knows what problems? <laughs> um, and oh, who am I missing? Oh, Chryswick, who yeah. who I also picked for. For, I picked Bernal, Kreiswick, and uh, Rodzik. For the sake of cycling, no more picking for you. I can't. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I can't pick any more riders because I'm just going to hurt them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what's the the, 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 the final the destination or whatever the hell that movie is? It's just like, you know, if you get to know me, you know, you're dead. Hmm. I'm the ring of of, of picks. Like, I'm trying to find a more movie. It's not working out. <laughs> um what are, what are we looking at here? It's holy shit. I mean, all we're. I think either this is the time of a gigantic transformation, or it's just going to be a year that we just put a perpetual asterisk next to that. Just because nothing counts. It's like, oh yeah, all that shit. Well, that doesn't count because it was twenty twenty and everything was just so fucked up that year. Um, but 
okay, I, I want to ask you guys about all those riders here as we get going here. But I, um, Daniel Martinez um, for EF first uh, drank his scratch like a good boy and um, <laughs> not the prettiest win I've ever seen, but a win just the same. Um, consistency pays off, I mm-hmm. guess. Um, so what do we take away from this race? I guess, um, and I, I know you know we we did have the the classic, the a big race, um, but Dolphin just kind of was this precursor to bigger things to come, and and what do we take away from this? So do I classify it in terms of the individual riders, or do I start with, you know, for example, Yumbo Visma from unstoppable to holy shit, you know, we we got punched in the nuts here um, over the course of five days, the greatest team, and then all of a sudden we lose Christwick, we lose. Rodzik to a crash. Anyway, go. Um, <laughs> Somebody go. <laughs> well, think about the two powerhouses in the early stages. It was a, uh, it was a, uh, Yumbo Visma and Ineos kind of race, and then <clears throat> neither one of them finished. Had a, a guy finish in the top ten. Think about that. I mean, uh, Sep Kusk was able to be free of rain he had free reins to go and go for a stage race and he did that calculated that really well i thought he did a good I job was so impressed yeah by he, did, he was that was a good move um you know and and with bernal uh pulling out because of the back did you he actually rode the stage that day the same stage he pulled out on um behind the bus and every, everything else so no i did not yeah. okay so he he continued he, I think it was to the point where everybody's playing this. Is is winning the uh, Dauphiné really that important for um, you know Roglic or or any Enios? I think a lot of people tapered back. Okay, now we know where we're at, where we need to work on. We got two weeks, you know, that type of thing. Um, not not everybody who wins the Dauphiné does well in the tour, but a lot of tour winners who win the Dauphiné. This is an unusual year. Yeah. So, um, like the last one, Talansky, he won the yeah. Dauphiné, and he, he didn't really have a very good tour that no. year. He uh, crashed, though, pretty yeah, hard, didn't yeah. he, that year? Yeah. Then yeah. <clears throat> a sprint, he was tangling with the with the uh, sprinters. Oh, wow. Yeah, and a breakaway, yeah. Um, Ineos, is this... Okay, Ineos, were they just as as they say were they just coming off a bad training hard training block so they were all tired were they putting on some sort of a pulling their punches pretending not to be fit pretending not to be strong is this all shadow boxing and 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 dramatic effect um go jackson yeah what do you think about what's going on with the biggest budgeted team in the world i think um we are seeing the effects of a very rushed season. I mean, obviously, you know, all of this is happening in what you said, 190 days. Um, but I also think that I don't know if Ineos was very concerned about the Dauphiné. It, it's kind of what it seemed like to me. They seemed like they were very willing to try their best. And if it didn't work, it didn't really matter. Um, and which was interesting because it seemed like Yumbo Visma took it in a completely different way. Um, they they seemed like they were willing to show who like what they can do, and I think they did. And I think um, one thing that really was interesting to me, and I just kind of thought about this, was that 
with um, Roglic dro- uh, dropping out and Sepp Kuss was able to win that stage, to me that shows the depth that Jumbo Visma have. That they have, oh, our two of our team leaders have dropped out, so let's just send Sepp up the road and hope he wins. And then he does. So I, I don't know, I think that shows a good future for Jumbo Visma, and I think it has a little wake-up call for uh, Ineos that they can't kind of rest on their laurels a little bit. They almost have to, uh, they got to look towards the future, you know? Thomas and Froome, unfortunately, aren't 20, what, something anymore? I'm not saying they're over the hill, you know, but... Oh, that hurts. <laughs> but I, I don't know, I think it's just a little bit of a little bit of an eye-opener for Ineos that they are no longer top dog. Is that what we think is going to happen in two weeks? I don't want to stray too far into the future because that's kind of notes I have later on in the show. But this is this is this kind of the preview of coming attractions that we're seeing here. Um, and we also tend to, we're, none of us are mentioning the fact that, shit, Tom Dumoulin, uh, who, you know, who's a, a zero winner and a, and a, TDF podium finisher is a friggin' stud is riding well. Yeah, 400 days, over 400 days he hasn't raced and that was... Just, yeah. And he, But that just means Jumbo Visma's depth is even more. The biggest thing that broke my heart is Kreuzweg because I think with, I mean, on paper they look absolutely flawless. Mm-hmm. Um, Ineos... I don't know. I, I, I heard the quote of Garrett Thomas talking about, oh, I only need to lose a kilo and then I'm going to be a lot faster. Um, Froomey, you don't hear, you didn't hear anything from. Um, and I think you always say it best, Paul. You're just like, um, is, what are his numbers? Mm-hmm. You know, if his numbers were great, the team would be talking differently. Um, what do we predict in terms of that team, in terms of those teams? Um, 10 days from now? I think um, Ineos' problem, and and one of the things I've brought up a couple of times is uh, uh, Nico um, Portel, who died, that was their calm in yeah. the storm. Yeah. And uh, I found it interesting that after they l- kind of lost the grip a little bit in the Dauphiné, uh, uh, Bernal says, you know, we're just going to, we're just going to calm down. I mean, use the word calm, which everybody, when they describe Portal as like he was, got everybody. Because you got these, I mean, I can imagine, egos and, you know, high intense, you know, thoroughbreds. And they need somebody to just bring them down. And uh, I think that's what Ineos, in my opinion, is going to be missing, uh, his his leadership. And, and that's a big thing. I think a lot of people don't put in directors as part of, a solution. You can have as many top, top rank riders, or even I'll use the L.A. Lakers when they had Moses Malone and yeah. and Gary Payton and Shaq and Kobe Bryant, and they couldn't win the championship. They had the best, you know, talent wise, on the team. They couldn't, and talent doesn't always. You always need that that calm in the storm. When I, I, I see I, more arguing and fighting on that team. In in this year's tour, than in the 1986 Lavi Claire team, and I know I probably lost half of our listeners who have no idea what I'm talking about. <laughs> Look it up. Go watch the Greg Lamont Bernardino duel. Um, 
I see more infighting in that team than I might even say Movistar of the last decade. Yeah. Because <laughs> those guys are always fighting with each other. It's just like, attack, no, no, yeah. Um, well, you know, it's, it's, um, it's interesting because it's like we do see this tension within the team of Enios, but then when we kind of cross the road a little bit to Yumbo Visma, it's like they're just, they somehow everything works out with all like with all of the great writers they have everything somehow comes together yeah. which is a pretty interesting thing to see yeah for an example you know i hate saying that but wolfpack that's one thing that i was gonna use those words yeah. that was on the top of my head yeah yeah those guys there is tons of talent on that team and they they're all for one you know uh you got to have that on the team no matter what your talent is and I think sometimes that trumps talent if you have a well-oiled machine. Okay, so if you had to pick a tour team leader for the following teams, who would you pick? We don't know who's going to be on what teams. Mm-hmm. We don't know in pro- probably the, a week from yesterday, 24th, I think, is what we're looking at. Um, if you had to pick a, a team leader for Ineos, who would it be? And uh, um, what are your who are your support writers? Jackson, you want to go first? Um, I think for Ineos, I think the leader... And their best choice is probably going to be Bernal. Um, and I think... Back is fine. We're assuming the back is fine. Yes. And then I think... Um, I hope they both Chris Froome and Thomas to the tour uh, to ride for him. But big egos being, bring uh, big situations. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. Paul. No, I, I would agree, but I would not have Froome in the equation. I don't think he's going to go to the tour. Uh, I don't think his numbers have been probably hitting the mark for them. Uh, they need somebody like, what's his name, uh, the Russian rider who on the last stage crash. I can't remember. He's Pavlov uh, starts with an S. Anyway, yeah, microphone am- amnesia again. Yeah. Um, but that that guy has got to be on their, uh, on their team. Um He's certainly the backup, I would think. Uh, I don't. Uh, Garrett Thomas. Garrett Thomas has a tendency to be whatever role he's in. He's willing to put in. I don't think Chris Froome has ever shown. You know, if Brunel's going well, or, or even when when Thomas was winning, it was all about Froome. And even when it was before Froome was winning, when it was uh, Wiggins. Yeah. You know, I don't think they don't have room. For somebody like that on the team, they need as many people to back up whoever's leader. So, I think he's off. You don't think he's going to be? No, I don't think he's going to be picked. Yep. Man, that's I I I agree with you, but I think that's a total kick in the nuts for Chris Froome. You know, a a, a current four time tour winner, um, still racing. His experience alone would probably benefit the squad. Um, so if you're a Brailsford, you would pick him just for I that? Would, I, I probably would. But mm. but then again, he's leaving. And maybe there's a little pettiness involved and somebody's going to say, screw you, man. Mm-hmm. No, you're leaving us. Uh, yeah, good luck with Israel next year. And <laughs> So I don't know. How about Yumbo Visma? What are their prospects? We saw a week ago, I, I don't know about you guys, a week ago I said, that's it there is going to be one of those guys on the top step of the podium. Mm-hmm. They are just unbelievable unless they completely all crash each other out in the team time trial or something like that. Yeah, I don't even know if there is a team time trial. Nope. I haven't looked. There isn't. Okay, so um, 
How about that team, the squad? Where, what do we see from them? Who's going? To, who would you pick as your tour team leader for that that squad? And I know most of you are going to probably say the same thing, Paul. You can go first. Rokolidji and then uh, Dumoulin second. Jackson. Um, I I probably say yeah. Roglic is going to be. I think Roglic is going to be the tour winner, not to get too far into the future. And then I also. I also think Dumoulin and their backup is going to be if Kroy's is Kroy if Kroy's like is fine then I think they'll be there but he will be in the backup but yeah I think Roglic Dumoulin and Sepp Kuss always on Roglic's wheel so yeah Kroy's won't be there from what I understand that's it he's not going to line up so unfortunately um, they're one man down which is a huge guy mm-hmm. down. Um, but, Third place at one point in the tour. Yeah, it weakens them, but I don't think it weakens them so insanely. No. Um, any other, any other, um, like holy shit, riders you've seen that might out of nowhere be like, okay, this could be a dark horse. This could be somebody I think might do something incredible. For example, I'm really glad I didn't pick uh, Thibaut Pino to <laughs> to do well in the Dauphiné because he had a good race. Um, and he showed good signs of somebody who could have a good race. I think, um, well, I think, well, EF now could be some sort of dark horse. I think somebody like Danny Martinez, you know, or uh, even, and I've been throwing this name around a lot lately, but Sergio Higuita. Yeah. I Jonathan Bodders has been talking about him a lot. He's a very young Colombian. But um, I think those two names could be up near the top 10 maybe you know um i mean he won the dopine out of the best scenario possible but um i think ef could be a very dark horse team and i was also surprised to see uh martin up there as well in third place from kofidis yeah yeah so i think that those two kind of or i guess three names could be some sort of dark horses to look out for i've never been a fan of kofidis I've mm-hmm. never really liked many of them. And uh, you know what might stem from my days of of loving? Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Lance Armstrong. I said his name. Back in the days when I was cheering for him and he got cancer and Kofi Dees dropped him and, you know, I've, I've always kind of hated that That was that prophetic on their part, though. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, they dropped him after his diagnosis. Yeah. 
And you know, when I said with the trash that he brought down, but they had their own problems. That yeah, didn't really work. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly. Um, so I, I don't know. Okay, let's look at the point standing, shall we? Um, uh, how are I? How were we before this whole before Delpine and before Lombardia? Refresh my memories. I want. I, had I expect three. you had three. Jackson had, I had two. I had two. two. I had zero. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Shocker. Um, so I, I want to say that I picked Bernal, Roglic, and Yates for, um, the Dauphiné, which means I'm walking away with Dick. I'm walking away with nothing. Paul, who'd you pick? Roglic and, uh, Bernal, and I think I had, uh, Buchmann, who crashed out. Yeah. Uh, Jackson, so zero. Jackson, who'd you pick for Dauphiné? I picked Roglic to win, Bernal for second place, and Dumoulin for third. You can. We're just picking names. They can pick anything. You don't have to pick specific places. But you, Roglic, Bernal, and Dumoulin. Dumoulin was in the top. No, he wasn't in the top ten, but he wasn't. He, no. And I think we're only awarding points for top three. Yeah. Where that? Where that? I don't want to do all these. Writing down, <laughs> and I expect you guys to remember All your right, own points. Yeah. And for the listeners, I expect you guys to remember your own points. So don't. I'm not going to tabulate results like I had to for the Pack Filler Classic. Speaking of which, yeah, everything's being mailed out this week. I'm sorry. I just I need to get paid first. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Lombardia. I picked Evanapol, and I thought that was a shoe in. And then I realized I am truly. An asshole. I am the dark lord of picking cyclists. I picked Matthews, Michael Matthews. I don't think he was in there anywhere. Mm-hmm. And I picked Vanderpool, who rode really bravely uh, trying to catch the break, but it didn't work out. So I'm still with a big donut hole. Um, uh, Jackson, who'd you pick? Actually, no, uh- Jackson, let's have you go last. <laughs> okay. Paul? <clears throat> Remco. Who'd you pick? <laughs> Remco crashed out. Uh, <laughs> and then I had Shockman who ran into the back of a car. Oh, no. <laughs> so who's who's the Charlie Brown now? Yeah. And then Michael Woods who ended up being a turd. So yeah. zero. Jackson, just out of curiosity, in very specific order, who did you pick? I picked Matthew Vanderpool. Yeah, who rode a brave race, put on a brave face. He's a strong little soldier. Exactly. I picked uh, Max Shockman, so as Paul said, who unfortunately hit a car. Some lady uh, needed to get her groceries. And yep. said, hey, I'm going to back up now. <laughs> That's my the only Italian voice. <laughs> it's my Italian Kermit. I'm going to do an Italian woman right now, old Italian woman. Hey, uh, I'm going to back up now. Hey, <laughs> So, <laughs> sorry. Anyway, and who else you picked, Jackson? Um, and cer- certainly last but not least, I picked uh, Jakob Fulsang. Bastard. <laughs> when you when you did Don't pick him, bitch. I I knew that was a good choice. What? That really was. Wow. That was a good choice. Yeah, that was a good choice. Mm-hmm. So, um, Jackson, I think three points is what you get for a win. So, what's your total right now? I've got five points. Jackson with five. Paul with three. Me with one, one, one. Do I have that? I don't even <laughs> think I have that. I just give it a. Yeah. yeah I, I have. I have. 
diddly squat. Okay. Um, so uh, we look forward to the future. We're about a, well, we're, we're a little over a week and a half away from the tour actually starting because this weekend is all national championships except the United States. So um, <laughs> we're, we're, we're screwed because we're a country of selfish bricks and we'll put on masks. Um, sorry, I got political there. Um, uh, so we, we, we've got a little bit of time and we are not we, I'm not making any of us have to actually pick a, a tour winner right now. We don't have to do that yet. Um, but I do want to say that our good friend Brent Soderberg was so proactive and a big friend of the show and a big friend of ours from the old days and things like that put together a Tour de France Fantasy League uh, for us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so if everybody who listens to this show wants to get involved, you could go to fantasy.latour.fr. Fantasy.latour.fr. To join the league, and I, I, I will say this, but I'll probably post it on social media too because you don't, I don't do well with numbers when I'm listening to them. <laughs> the league is number 12531, 12531, also known as Backfiller. Who would have thought? So if you go there, you join in the league, you can get in on the challenge, you can be a part of it with us and see how absolutely terrible I am, but I think Paul might be worse <laughs> at this. Um, so as you get to join in that league, and you can be a part of it with all of us. It is free. Um, there was a quiz today that they I think they do like a daily quiz, and you get more points to, to buy riders with or something like that. Mm. And some of them was like, okay, who won the 1958 Tour? Who won the, Paul, who won the 1958 Tour? You probably know this. Uh, I have to think about it. That's too... No, I don't okay. know. Yeah. But there were no, some. I got a lot of those. It just, I, I John didn't. John Cunkatiel, I think it is. No shit. Mm-hmm. It might be. It was 59 or 58. Yeah. Jesus. Um, some of them were, you know, and I, I got a lot of them right, but I got like 7 out of 10 because I didn't know, perchance, who won the green jersey in 2002 or something like that. I was like, God, was it Zobble? Was it another Zobble one or something like that? But um, So there you go. So get in on the challenge if you want to be involved with it. Once again, fantasy.latour.fr. Join League 12531, which is also known as Pack Filler. Last of our news topics before I get into our, uh, our, our little discussion I want to have with you guys today is that uh, AG2R or AG Desert continues to build, um, signing Lillian Kalamajan and Bob Jungles um, for next year. Bob Jungles coming from the Wolfpack, leaving the Wolfpack, going to uh, a French team with brown shorts. But they're I, changing to Citron, I think. Are they really? I think so. That's their... They're not going to be Ajay Desert. I think they're going to be Citron. I think so. I think that's who. Whoa! Or Citron might be a a sister one. So then that might Kit might change. Heard it here first. I think so. I could be terribly wrong. Everybody's going. He's such an idiot. Yeah, fuck you. Heard it from heard it from here first, (laughs) and they won't be wearing the brown shorts, which makes me think of of Deadpool (laughs) every time I hear it. I don't know what that is. No, you probably don't, because you're not a superhero nerd. No, No. A gentleman, before I get to the uh, actual discussion and our just a little fun kind of topic before we finish off the podcast, I have to say something very important. 2020 has been the year of things happening that are completely out of your control, but there is one thing you control, and that's shaving your bush. 
(laughs) (laughs) Our sponsors at Manscaped are here to remind you to do that very thing. If you have not tried it out, the Manscaped Lawnmower 3.0 is a premium electric trimmer designed to give you confidence to boost thorough body image. I'm, I'm just thinking about that. I'm not bashing Manscaped, but I don't walk around with my junk hanging out everywhere to well show off my body well, image. Well, you're showing it off to the people that you care to those, show off to. Those intimate moments. Like shape it into an arrow or a <laughs> Batman figure. I'm, I'm assuming that gives you that strength. Batman. Shit, that's there good. There you go. Yeah. That is really good. And they, they've, What, Jay? I was going to say, you know, now that I'm in Portland, I hear they have some uh, some selective beaches, so I might have to go up and be like, oh, you know, uh, in case you're wondering, this is Manscaped. Yeah. <laughs> Shave the logo into your junk. There, there is go. also all kinds of other stuff they offer. The Shears 2.0, a four-piece nail kit featuring tempered stainless steel tools, and it includes tip tweezers, rounded point scissors, fingernail clippers, and medium grit nail file. I don't know about you, but if I let my nails get a little too long. They dig into my cycling shoes, and it hurts like hell, especially the little pinky one. I almost look like a cocaine dealer when my, <laughs> when my tiny little pinky tail nail like gets too long. It's just <laughs> with so go to manscaped.com and check out some of these life-changing products. In fact, listeners to this show are getting 20% off plus free shipping. 20% off and free shipping using the code PFP at manscaped.com. That's 20% free shipping, manscaped.com. Have another drink. It's a terrible yeah. read. And use code PFP. That is P as in pack, F as in filler, and P as in podcast. It's time to grab 2020 by the horns by shaving that front trunk. Thank you to those guys. <laughs> I love their copy. Yeah. I hope they keep changing it. Yeah. it just, and I don't pre-read it because I think it's fun to just grab it and read and go, wait, what? <laughs> are they talking about balls? Yes, they are. And Jackson, you said a good one today on your on your little video you sent us, and ma- yeah. it made me sad as a father. I laughed. You're going to say what you said? Oh, oh, oh. I said, well, I was making a video because I was out on a ride today, and, um, of course, I was by myself unfortunately um but i uh i i stopped at the top of this climb and i said god i love making ball jokes about man right and then i used to laugh and look around and i was like guys oh right and then i was all alone all alone um gentlemen i want to talk a little bit of our topic about technology hype versus reality and i know that um Especially online, um, the, not online, via text. Uh, the We as a group have been having a very, very in-depth discussion with everybody got a glass. Roger. Mm-hmm. Jackson just drank the last of his cider. I saw that. Um, Paul rolled his eyes. Someday he'll be drinking the real stuff. Did you drink really good shit in college, though? Yes, I did. Did you? Yeah, there was a little place here in Spokane. It's called uh, Spokane Grape and Grain. Yeah. And I would buy a six-pack of whatever foreign beer I could, and that's I just would drink. Wow. Because it was before micro-brews and, well, or non-crap brews. I'm coming from the sweet, sweetest sodas in the world, so I'm, I'm, I'm taking it one <laughs> step at a time. He's baby-stepping. I, I, I like bashing you, but to each your own. Paul, you, you, wussy. Yeah. you elitist prick. Yeah. <laughs> 
No. <laughs> I just like what I like. Yeah, yeah. It's just really expensive, and I judge you for not. Um, <laughs> so there are a lot of great things that have happened to the sport in terms of technological advancements. I believe we can all agree with that. And I was saying earlier about uh, what we've been talking about through text, with, uh, through Roger, and I said his name. I was just repeating it. You don't have to drink again. I am. Okay. Um, was that we were talking about, um, the pros and cons of, of tubeless tires. Um, I listened to another cycling podcast on my way to Portland the other day. And I, I yes, I listened to another cycling podcast. It took a lot for me, but it did. And they talked in depth about tire choice. And, of course, this uh, disc versus rim brakes. We are not the only ones apparently talking about this uh-huh. out there. Uh-huh. I guess not. I mean, you know, I've been in my little NBA bubble here for so long, and I didn't know. <laughs> um but I'd like to ask you guys, um, in terms of things that have happened over your time period, um, maybe even more more recently, um, three things in in your life surrounding this this activity in this sport doesn't have to be exact, but you would consider fantastic, and three that you would consider flops. While you think, I will give you my examples because I obviously knew this was going to be the topic beforehand, so I'll, I'll jump in. So I will say my three things that I consider to be fantastic evolutions in technology in the sport. Um, number one would be my evolution of bike designs, especially the gravel bike realm. I think that's been really cool. It's been a huge thing for the sport. Um, especially in terms of e-bikes. I think it's been, yes, some people bash it, but I'm not going to ride them, but I think they've been huge. Uh, The second one that I think is fantastic is the creation of things like Strava, where we're able to monitor our our performance and compete against others and compete against ourselves. Uh, Third thing I would say would be smart trainers. Where, and Paul's probably going to hate me for that because, um, <laughs> no. a, but a trainer, you get more um, intense and and realistic as close as you can get uh, simulations. And you know, I haven't even talked about. I didn't include Zwift in that, so I won't include Zwift in that. Now the flops, I would say number one biggest flop in 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 my personal world and dealing with the sport has been non-alcoholic beer. <laughs> Without who could argue that? Without a doubt, I have yet to taste <laughs> a non-alcoholic beer that doesn't taste like just like kissing your sister. So my second one flop would be the concept of one bike to rule them all. You see this in a lot of reviews and a lot of articles where people are talking about this gravel bike can do every surface. And then I hop on my road bike and I'm bullshit. And then I hop on my mountain bike and I'm bullshit. That's not true. I don't think there can or ever will be one bike to rule them all. And the third thing I would say would be a flop, and this is a partial joke, so although I'm the host of this show and you can jump down my throat if you want to, I think fat bikes have been a flop. I don't think they've turned out to be what the fat bike industry hoped they would have been, this gigantic boom, this huge, everybody wants one. And I don't know why I used that voice, but I did. So those are my three, and I said those things, and you guys can comment on them, and if you agree or disagree, please do so. But if you have your own, chime in. Um, I think, I mean, I, I don't really have any gripes with kind of what you've been saying. Um, I think if I were to create or think of like the 
some pros or like things that have not flopped. Um, I think one would be in kind of uh, conjunction with what you were saying about Strava. I think um, GPS bike computers. Oh yeah. Such as Wahoo's, Garmin's, all the other brands out there. Um, I think those things have, we, you, I mean, dad, you and I were talking about it the other day. Those things have put us on roads that we never thought we could have found. Absolutely. Uh, we did a ride in Portland this weekend, the two of us that was, that you found via YouTube, was, right? Yeah. Originally YouTube. And then you were able to track it and bring and load it to your computer. And then we did this and it was a Jesus, it was a hard ride. It was a beautiful ride. Um, if we did 3,500 feet of climbing in less than 45 miles, and it was it was a it was a hard ride. Um, but you're right. Without these devices, we never would have found that. Yeah, and then I think my next two, um, my first one would be uh, the evolution of how saddles have gone. Um, I think I have found that the regular mold of a long nose skinny with no cutouts and kind of a skinny backing to it, I think is personally, I mean, everybody has a different type of fit. Um, I know that Paul likes to run a long and skinny kind of traditional saddle, but I have found something that is very kind of short and wide, which is really good for me. Um, and I have a cutout in the middle of it. And I think that's something that kind of changes the game. Um, and then I think lastly, and I'm 21, so this is allowed. Um, <laughs> I think the uh, the discoveries of what kind of like, and I've been very much cool, are very much discovering this is like the the healing powers of like, and I know I'm going to sound hippie-ish here, but CBD. Um, we've been we've been experimenting, or not experimenting, but using. Um, That's experimenting. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, You're yeah tr- man. Trial and error, bro. <laughs> <You're right. laughs> but with uh, with some CBD from Floyd's of Leadville, and it has, like I was, I mentioned a couple episodes ago that I had some reoccurring knee pain, and that stuff has immediately shirred it right up. Um, and it's it's crazy the results that have kind of come from that. I personally, for me, I've I felt much better with it and maybe we say on a side note that we found a couple places in portland that say they they are floyd's stores and we found one near my hotel which was in sketchy city oregon um and i say sketchy city were there rioters no there weren't rioters but there (laughs) it was it was like industrial and it was it was a little sketch and then we find this place and it's got a floyd's banner out front and we walked in and what did we see jackson no Floyd. Nothing to do with Floyd's. <laughs> in fact, I looked at the guy behind the counter. And I said, do you guys have anything under the Floyd's name? And we, he looked back and this woman or the, I think it was a woman in the back, back room just said this. No, we don't carry that stuff anymore. And I was like, <laughs> did you, did you the, hear this sound before? <laughs> we, don't, we don't carry that. We anymore. don't carry that, man. <laughs> No, it was yeah, and I was like, wow, it's a. I was I was kind of that you could get the stuff, and I don't mean the stuff, man, <laughs> but I mean that you would be able to go and get CBD. This this like I said, Jackson, we bought that lotion, which is, yeah. and I talked about it during the classic. My hips were horrible, and I felt way better. So, no, I agree with you. That's a good advancement. So those you got your three fantastics. Yeah, I think. My one and only flop that I can really think of at the moment is uh, 
And of course I would say this, but aero bars on gravel bikes, I just can't get behind it for some weird reason. And uh, yeah, I think that's my only, my one and only uh, con. That's almost, that's almost an elitist statement. You do know you're, you know, the apple is not falling far from the tree. You're becoming one of us. You're going to judge people because, (laughs) Hey man, those are arm warmers with your sleeveless Jersey. That's it's kind of the equivalent. I guess I'm not saying that like, if I see you have a gravel bike with, with arrow bars, you can't ride near me or I'm not going to respect you. It just, it's a thing that I don't prefer. Um, you know, it's okay. Backtrack. What is fine. That's fine. No, you coward. <laughs> oh, I actually have one more. Oh. And I, I think dad, you might think agree with this is unadjustable, uh, seat posts. <laughs> Ah, he's making fun of my bike. Yeah. <laughs> a full carbon frame with the C post. You know what? I I'm Oh my god. I'm going to agree with you. I love the stiffness of that bike. But if I get this I can't adjust the C post if I'm off by a tiny bit and who am I going to resell the bike to? Somebody exactly my my measurements that doesn't exist nobody else has that short of legs and that long of a torso <laughs> nobody else is that fucked up that's a good point okay paul flip uh fantastics and flops well i'm gonna go back to me when you see something that is really a good technology in bicycling it doesn't take any persuasion there's never a battle and the first one that comes to mind is clipless pedals if you ever oh, rode, you're it going to, way yeah. back. But think oh. about it. Even even the variations <laughs> of it. If you ever rode with clips, toe clips and straps, yeah, yeah I'm, my feet would be like no circulation at the end of a 80 degree day, and you know, it, it's terrible. That was terrible. That had hardly had anybody fighting. You had a few people like Sean Kelly, you know, and a few people who. We're on the twilight of the years, but yeah. yeah, that was easy convince. Sean Kelly's top tube was also about three centimeters too short, and his saddle was at yeah. least a centimeter too low. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. he won. Yeah, so worked. who's going to yeah, argue? Yeah, yeah. Uh, the other one is, of course, Shimano created the STI, the brake lever shift lever combination. Huge, definitely. Yeah, no one's going to fight that. Those are the type of technologies that who can argue? You yeah. know, which one's better between those two? No. Um, yeah, if you ever rode with, you could still ride with down tube shifters and, and stuff like that. But uh, to me, to put on toe clips and straps and try and <laughs> race like Andy Palmer did on that. Oh, that was impressive. Dead, oh, yeah, that is impressive. So and I'm trying to think of a third one. I would say carbon frames yeah. were huge. I mean, that's e- easy, although... The early stages, I'm, I wasn't convinced, but I think they started figuring it out. Uh, my biggest like takeaway on the I'm on the negative side is the industry as a whole. Yeah, flops. Yeah. Um, industry in a whole, when they come up with something and they keep cramming it down our throat, you know, when it's not ready or whether it's not a good idea, biopace. Yeah. Oh yeah. That was a huge thing. Um, I'm, 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 I basically I placed the proverbial, I placed the proverbial golf ball on the tee and handed you the club here. I'm <laughs> waiting for you to say one particular technology. Well, there, there's, and I, I'm not convinced there's two of them that I bash quite a bit. Well, one more than the other. Yeah. I think 
sometimes what works really well in other disciplines like mountain bikes, gravel bikes, i.e. disc brakes and tubeless tires, who can argue? But in this situation, it, it, it's not at this point in time, the technology hasn't caught up to the point where it's a great, I'm not convinced. And I think you were referring to, drink, Roger's yeah. conversation. Yeah. Well, we kind of re, to me, it's like when I see a problem, when, when you see what happened to Roger, some, somebody, you know, it's not pilot air. There was something went wrong. There was a burping and he had 80 pounds PSI on those wheels. I mean, everything was, was right. Burping is not excused. Now you can roll uh, a tubular. I've blown a clincher at 45 miles an hour on the downhill front one. Yeah. It's not a good, it, it, it's not a good situation, but, um, as I stated in the last one, when you when you seat a tire that's a clincher and you have a tube in it, you can almost, you know, it's tactile. You can see what's going on and also you can visually see, you know, tactile seeing, you know, putting it on. There's no uh, pinch tube or anything. It's a done deal. It glue on a tubular. You know how much glue's on there and stuff. But when you dump in, you know, and you're running uh, 80 PSI, you know, the wider the rim, as soon as they start getting wider rims and wider tires. Yeah. But we're still in that emphasy stage of, of tubeless. I'm not totally sold on the idea. And the other one is disc brakes. Um, and I just, I don't know. I, it, what frustrated me with disc brakes was everybody says they're so much better than rim brakes. Um, they are in the wet without a doubt. But they're not the huge advantage that it was we were sold on. Um, so I will say I will say this, um, and on my mountain bike, and on my gravel bike, I would never go yeah anywhere without else. A doubt. Same, they are same with tubeless. Worlds worlds better. Um, I I don't you know I I I haven't had a situation on my road bike where I've needed to grab that much brake. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe I'm lucky. Um, so and 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 I I think your point is and I correct me if I'm wrong is you're talking about this is really good technology, and it is on its way to being r- great technology. Mm-hmm. But the industry finds this technology, shoves it down our throats so deeply that we have no choice, um, to, but to go with it. We're, we buy a bike, it comes off the floor tubeless. Yeah, I, I don't know how many. Because I haven't been selling bikes for a while, but I mean, I built frames. I worked at a bike shop. I w- I've gone to trade shows, that type of thing. Technologies come and go, um, but yeah, you're right. The thing is, is sometimes the industry has so much money tied into this te- developing this technology, they have to just go with it and and you know a marketing scheme and and get get us involved. Yeah. Um, and I don't think I think we're all going to be on electronic shifting at some point in time fuck I, I really do it's just I mean it does make sense but it's not it's not cost effective you start looking at these these bikes I can't replace my bike I was just thinking about it. if I crash my bike I'm screwed one I'm, I'm on a mechanical um, I got rim brakes uh, you know every yeah. to replace my BMC to what what it is now it's a ten eleven thousand dollar bike I'm not going to spend that much money on a bike I, I don't have that resource. It's getting ridiculous. This technology 
is pushed that's hurt road biking quite a bit in my opinion is is this big goal um to make money and and mm-hmm. and and i like technology but i i don't believe in cramming it down your throat and i'm getting a little long-winded but when we first when pro cycling when i got into it a lot of riders had preferences on saddles and wheels and 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 they called it blackout they used to blackout so if they weren't sponsored yeah you know that was it and and everybody respected it. the journalist respected it and then all of a sudden it got to where we are today you you look for somebody not riding what they're sponsored and everybody spins the negative off of that yeah whether it's a saddle like Nibali loves physique saddles but he has to black out his saddle and he rides bond trigger i don't know if he might be on a bond trigger now but before he was on he had to black out all yeah. his stuff and some riders you know are forced to ride disc brakes when they don't like them that it has been said and there's some that want to be on disc brakes and they're on rim brakes so the industry it's good that they're involved with cycling on the pro level and then there's some negative too because i think it's you know what wins on on Sunday sells on Monday, and I understand the logic, but yeah, the big negative is a bunch of them. Is unfortunately money is the big push. Jackson, on another perspective, is this a gigantic candy store? Are you a hundred percent tubeless? Are you a hundred percent rim brakes? Are you a hundred percent all this new stuff? Just because you're it's 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 new and it's it's your generation of where you you haven't known any different um i think when it comes to um when it comes to tubeless i'm a little on the fence you know i just it's it's something that i don't understand um and i take full credit for that um i also do think though that i mean and i wrote about this in my blog post a little while ago that um i love to see innovation and i love to see the new things that kind of come um so yeah i love to see all these new things i also will say that when it comes to disc brakes today when i was out on my ride i was i was descending and i felt like i couldn't slow myself down enough um and i know that if i were to like this is my personal opinion but if i were to take to like a disc brake on my road bike i'd feel a little bit more comfortable with what i was doing um and like i said that's just that's just me but um but yeah, I love I love to see these new things. Um, I mean, I think uh, electronic shifting is something that is very very is it's kind of cool, you know. I do think that it's um, definitely expensive, um, but hell, we're in cycling; everything is. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I, I guess for the to take a long way to get to answering your question, yeah, I think it's all cool. I think it's all really cool. I think. I'd take it if I was given it right now. Hell yeah, I would. Yeah. I think what I just love about that is hearing the perspectives of, of generational concepts where we you know it's this is this is it. It's the newest thing. It's coming up. It's gonna be great. And uh, it's going, Well, you know, this shit always worked and you know, I can still downhill super fast and you know, so it's it's always interesting to kind of get those those multi generational um uh perspectives. I'm personally I'm 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 okay. I I I'm kind of on the fence with 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 where Paul is because I'm looking at my bike in the in the other room and I'm going god if I have to replace that I can't there's nothing on a new bike I can transfer that stuff over to mm-hmm. unless I just bought a raw frame 
but I don't even know if they're going to have brake mounts for it anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, so everything I have is going to stay on that bike. So that's it. Brand new bike. Um, and that sucks. Well, it might, I, I forge my opinion based on what I like to do, and that's local races and, yeah. you know, state races. And, and I, I mentioned to an old teammate of mine about what I didn't like about disc brakes is like wheel changes. And he goes, when have you ever, you know, were able to, to get back in a race with a wheel change? Because with disc, it doesn't matter. You can talk to anybody. If you don't have your your that disc brake, there's a good chance that it's going to rub at some point in time, grabbing yeah. somebody like the old days. The old days when we <laughs> you grab somebody's wheel, wheels in, wheels out, a rear wheel. They were all spaced together. Now you can say Shimano, Campy, you know, yeah. whatever. Yeah, I mean, bang, bang, bang. Now there's different disc sizes. They're starting to standardize that. Um, but even within teams, I've heard like pro teams have to file down and, and get just a millimeter off to get them lined up. They're never totally perfect between different sets of wheels. There's too much variance, and there's not much clearance in there. So on pro teams, they just get a new bike. Yeah. Uh, amateur racing can you imagine a nightmare i mean you know i travel <laughs> i travel two times a year to the west side and i get a flat and i get a good wheel change but it's brakes rubbing or it's a wrong side i mean yeah. it's it's a nightmare yeah it's it's a limited probably one percent or less than one percent of the population fall into that but that's how it affects me i don't yeah. i don't like that with with gravel and with mountain you're usually repairing most of the time own. repairing your own. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it does. It is going to have that no. effect. So, I will um, also. Sorry. Um, no. I will also say, kind of on that note. I I mean, and I'm taking this from my perspective when it comes to racing. I know me and how I am a current college student, um, and that if I do race and I flat, you know, that's that's it. You know what I mean? I don't. I unfortunately don't have another wheel set yeah like even with my even with my rim brakes right now it's if if i flat that's it i don't have another set of wheels so it's almost like i don't know my bike is kind of what i've got at the moment not to say that paul what you were saying is completely incorrect it's just like i from from my perspective at least i i don't i won't have that other set of wheels that i could swap out if i do get a flat but see there there's the thing you're on a team this is a team sport not an individual and and my wheels were the same for any of my teammates. They could use my wheel. Yeah. And and if we were racing the same group, which we were planning on, um, you would be able to use my wheels. But not so, anymore. No. Not anymore. Yeah. So that's the thing. I mean, that's that's when things were simple with with rim brakes. You could use anybody's wheel, um, and it didn't matter if it was wheels in, wheels out. I would bring in my wheels and say, this is for Pack Fillers uh, Reve team. And if you got a flat, then you'd use my wheels. So now it's it's complicated. Yeah. Um, you know what's the funny thing is, is I actually wanted to delve deeper and talk about tire pressures. But I think that might be a topic <laughs> in itself because I know very little. I, I thought I knew a lot about all this stuff, but I still got my head in the old school where I'm going, uh, you get on a road bike, you pump your tires up to 100 pounds. Never did. You get on a mountain bike, you pump your tires up to 100 pounds. No, I'm kidding. But, <laughs> but I still really overfill my mountain and gravel tires because I just, I, 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 I fill them until they're, they're so hard that you can't press 
press down onto him. And, hmm. and you know, I'm, I know people are thinking this guy is a host of a podcast where he claims to know what he's talking about. And the guy's, <laughs> the guy's putting 50 pounds into his mountain bike tires. That What a stupid asshole. Okay, fine. Um, but I, I would love to be able to talk a, at length about that because, Jackson, you and I have that conversation every time. And I think you've, you've um, in a very clandestine style, reached over and let air out of my tires before we started rides. Yeah, one 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 of our rides, I I felt your felt your pressure, and it was probably a good up a good eighty to ninety, and I put it all the way down to thirty pounds. So I don't want to pinch flat, even though I'm on tubeless on some of these bikes. So I don't know. You're full. Yeah, I'm yeah. an idiot, is what I am. So. Um, all right, uh, you guys, um, this time next week, we are picking Tour de France teams, which means not only we're picking Tour de France, but we are picking our, our uh, if you guys are cool with signing up for the, for the Fantasy League, so we can pick all the riders we've got, even though we're gonna ha- we might have to get a little picky in terms of the, the pack filler competition versus the, the Fantasy, because with our pack filler competition, we only get three riders. But with the Latour, I think we get to pick a whole team. I haven't looked at it yet, but I think it's, you get to pick your sprinters, your domestique, your climber, your leader, your moto man, <laughs> your swanier, you know, things like that. So, um, so, but that, but there we can do that. And for again, for everybody who listens to the show, fantasy.latour.fr, join the league twelve five thirty one one two five three one or one hundred twenty five thirty one. I don't know how many ways can I clunk chunk the name so you might figure it out or just look up pack filler and you're probably going to find it thanks for brent for putting that together um you guys uh jackson you get some riding in man you're taking computer classes online all the time because your school's completely shut down so you got time to ride right exactly i'll be out on the roads filling my time with unfortunately because i'm in portland i'll be filling my bike with grit and washing my kid a lot so i'll be getting out there there you go <laughs> stay away from the from the riots <laughs> and um okay. and i sent you with a GoPro, so i'm th- i'm saying this on the show that you are now forced to to provide regular content for me to edit yes for all the listeners exactly on the horizon my my face will be on your screen hopefully and, and it <laughs> won't just be old farts me and paul trying to figure shit out and by the way paul uh before i do sign off i do want to say that um on on i i have purchased new gopros uh, my wife doesn't listen to this show so i can say this out loud um that i the new gopros i've purchased i actually found a function on both of them that is the Find my GoPro. Really? <laughs> and you flip a little switch and it goes beep, 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 beep. Oh, Why didn't I bitches. know that existed when we were standing in a field of cheatgrass? <laughs> <laughs> I will find it after harvest because they got to <laughs> yeah, cut down exactly. all the wheat. It'll just... Yeah, it'll look like when I was a kid. I remember I used to buck bales, and a snake would occasionally get caught yeah, yeah. in the harvester and be in yeah. the bale. It would it would be the bale, yeah. and you'd grab it and you go, it's "Gross snake!" And that's going to be gross mm-hmm. GoPro. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, but but we're going to get content. We're going to get more content. So you guys think about who you're going to pick, and uh, it's time. It's time to rock. I hate the fact that we have a week off, technically. That we, you know, I, are you guys going to watch any of the national championships? Yeah, there's, n- you know, there's no worlds this year. 
um, uh, Tuscany has put in a bid. Okay. I understand. Tuscany has put in a bid. Come on, Tuscany. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, so you're not going to watch it? Well, any? after you see how Italy controls the roads, let's see how that turns out. <laughs> First person to make it through yeah. a grocery store parking lot wins worlds. <laughs> hey, I want to go to get the Morgianti. <laughs> Fuck, that was terrible. Um, if you like the podcast, well, not this one. If you like the podcast, <laughs> like and subscribe. If you uh, have something to comment on, do so on our Facebook, our Twitter, our Instagram, or uh, just send me an email for crying out loud. Um, big thanks to all our sponsors and thanks to you guys for, for uh, sticking with us. Uh, the numbers have gone up since, especially since Backfiller, the classic. And uh, uh, welcome, everybody. Uh, stick with us. It's going to be a fun season. There we go. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.